Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Not A Bug Podcast, where we explore the world of game development and game industry in a completely structured, totally planned, and as always, 100% intentional show, because this is not a bug, it's a podcast. This week we really don't have a show prepared, we don't have a discussion topic of any sorts, because life's been chaos, and we just wanted to put out an episode, so this will be a banter episode, I feel like. And to do all that, I am your host, as always, Arkaneer, and I'm joined by the day brighten upper, Nicole. How's it going, Nicole? Hi there. Um, well, I feel not prepared at all, so uh, I'm down yeah. for this extremely unstructured banter <laughs> session. Um, looking forward to hear what's been happening in your life and um, yeah, sharing a bit of what the fuck is happening here. <laughs> <laughs> Chaos. Chaos has been happening. <laughs> yeah, I'm basically living surrounded by um, like boxes full of like clothes and shit because I'm gonna move real soon and oh, get the, the keys to my. Yes, I get the keys <laughs> to my new apartment on Friday. So, um, oh my goodness, it's not fun. I mean, people have told me and warned me about how terrible it is to move, but mm. I, I gotta say, I did not expect it to be this shitty. And um, my goodness, I just yeah. want it to be done. I want to fast forward <laughs> two months and like, live there already. I want to fast forward several months to when it's not as hot like it is now right now but <laughs> yeah I, I can imagine i mean you've been at it for like a few several weeks now the whole moving well attempting to move process yeah it's at been a big hassle <laughs> exactly the thing is that i um i originally heard that i could get into the apartment a bit earlier to get stuff in there oh okay. uh, and also like measure measure things since the apartment is absolutely empty I don't know why this is just like such a weird German thing of having an empty apartment. Why isn't there like stuff that I can use? <laughs> um, it has a bathtub. That's basically it. And oh, I have like go. a rice cooker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a bathtub like and a rice the... cooker? What? <laughs> yeah, so my first night will be me like with pillows, <laughs> uh, cradling myself in, in the bathtub with the rice cooker between my legs. And I go, <laughs> oh, I'm alone. <laughs> Just eating um, rice and yeah. nothing else. Just plain exactly. rice. <laughs> Just plain rice. <laughs> Maybe I can find some ketchup or something. Oh God. Yeah. So oh. um, yeah. Anyway, I wanted to go in there earlier to mm. to measure sh shit so I can buy um like furniture. But the thing is, uh, they didn't allow me to do that. So I've what? been like sitting on hot coals these past few weeks of like I have to buy shit. So I don't live in the middle of nothing, uh, but I can't because I don't know what the measurements of the stupid apartment are, and I can't go inside. Oh and, my god! Um, yeah. So that's been the situation so far. Yeah, that's not fun. Uh, I mean, no. <laughs> hopefully it'll <laughs> go smoothly from now on, though. Um, Thanks. Yeah. I hope so too. Yeah. Jeez, <laughs> you can come visit me and eat some plain rice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and this is my apartment of emptiness. <laughs> I mean, hopefully exactly. by Gamescom, it, you like if if it's still empty by Gamescom, I feel like something's gone horribly wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like if you are getting the it's keys likely. on Friday and <laughs> still it's eating likely. rice by Gamescom, just nothing's mm -hmm. changed. 
But I mean, if we do happen to make a like a record a live episode, um, like or, or like like a Gamescom episode mm-hmm. of us meeting, um, at least the acoustics are gonna be amazing with oh, the empty go, yeah. room, you know. <laughs> so it's not that bad. There's still a positive side to this, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> My goodness, I feel like ever since we started attempting this show, the chaos has been following around. So now I'm thinking, like, did we just curse ourselves with this? What the chaos got? Are the chaos gods interested in this? Are we, I don't know, living Warhammer 40k or something for no reason? Maybe. Yeah, I, honestly, I feel like that as well. Like, whenever we're like, hey, you want to record this week? I feel like, oh shit, actually, all of this stuff is happening yeah. <laughs> parallel to this. So, um, Sure. This this <laughs> this surely has been a journey. Like everything yeah. we've planned has gone sideways so far for this show. But hey, we are you know every few weeks we are getting to do something. So it's true. It's Who true. Knows, maybe and I feel like it's the lighthearted and you know yeah yeah, uh, yeah. Oh god, the stress this would impose on me if we were trying to do this on a schedule. Good God, that would have been oh my super God. stressful and very annoying. Yeah, uh, honestly. <laughs> uh, it would lose the whole, hey, let's hang out and talk about games yeah. and things that are happening vibe. And um, <laughs> no, I'm glad. I'm glad we're both agreeing on this. And yeah. it's like... I'm sure mental at some health, point, I mean... Yeah, I'm sure at some point we'll do this weekly on a schedule, but it is not this day. And I, I feel like it's not going to happen through the summer because good God, I'm... No... <laughs> It's sure just not. pain. Oh my God. It's just pain. What is this? Yeah. Like... Yeah, let's just roll with it. <laughs> but tell me about the chaos that's been going on in your life. Right. So, yeah. Um, happening? I quit my job last Friday to um, switch to... Well, I gave my notice a while ago and last Friday was my last day to switch companies. So, I'm switching to a full remote company. Again, in Turkey, but it's full remote. So, would I really good team so they were at gamescom as well um we used to work together with the person who like set up the whole thing and everything um so i'm really looking forward to switching there but um it's been chaos in terms of so i put a two weeks buffer between the old job and the new job thinking oh hey you know i'll have a two weeks vacation because i nice like always end up skipping my vacations between stuff so i thought okay you know what let's do a two-week buffer um so i relax that did not go according to plan because i had i ended up having so many errands to run for the new job for just general life stuff for other friends and stuff like that and all of them required going outside the house, which meant heat. The oh unrelenting heat. So it's like just two, three hours a day, but that would drain the hell out of me um, for the rest of the day as well. So yeah, the past week, I did absolutely nothing other than those. I didn't play any games. I didn't work on my own game. No. It was just like running an errand, getting heat exposure and then just laying on the couch in front of the ac to just like counteract that effect of heat oh god uh, so yeah it was very inefficient like completely empty week which i do not enjoy really i feel like i gotta do something at all times but yeah it is what it is you know hopefully the rest because now I, it looks like i don't have any errands to run anymore 
which is why we are able to do this show as well, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, so I still have another week. Um, well, like six days, I guess, because I start on Monday and we are recording this on Tuesday. So anyway, so yeah, hopefully the rest will be fine. But yeah, it's been the chaos of that, basically, because at the old company as well, I uh, had to do a lot of stuff in my final two weeks because my usual um, notice is like six weeks because I've been working there for close to two years now. Um, but my uh, my employer was like, okay, two weeks is fine because I was like, I want to start at the beginning of July and I want to have a couple of weeks of vacation. Could we just wrap everything up in two weeks? Like, would you let me go in two weeks instead of six? Thankfully, he was okay with it. Uh, oh, that's nice. But that also meant like I had to wrap a lot of work in two weeks. So that was a hassle as well. But it worked out. So yeah, basically, oh, I've been. They told you like finish this game, right? They they wanted you to, to finish this. Yeah, so project. finishing the game, finishing the project, like the prototype, uh, doing as much as I can. On there was a there is a long term project happening in the background as well. So doing stuff on that, bug fixes, iterations, and stuff like that. Um, handing over basically any stuff that I've made as like reusable modular stuff to other developers just like explaining oh this is what i did here and stuff like that um so sort of like a hand handing over the stuff as well mm-hmm. um and my lead is also switching to the current co- like the new company as well so we did all of these at the same time so there was a lot of like handing over stuff technologies code bases projects and things like that mm, um, i see so yeah we, we are switching as a bundle well, with my current That's lead, nice. we've been we've been going around as a bundle deal anyway. <laughs> yeah. So we worked for about two years in a company, like I think between 2018 and 2020, and ever since then it's been sort of like a bundle deal. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Nice. Um, yeah. Seem to be a good team. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we really enjoy working together. Um, so did you like, meet at your first job or did you apply for this first job together as well no we met before? there yeah oh, okay like, he 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 started at that company um that's the company that was like 100 people well it was like 35 people when i joined it was like 100 people when i quit oh shit it expanded um, yeah it, it grew quite fast which i don't know if it was a better or not but uh, that's a different analysis um, but yeah he had started there a month before i did um and then at the current company well that we just quit from he started like a week before i did and now we are starting at the same time at this new company so it's like <laughs> you're just going as here a we go deal. again yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's nice <laughs> i mean it's a face that you already know it's a person you already know how to work with mm-hmm. so yeah that's our, lovely. Like, it's a good the, opportunity our styles are very similar in terms of how we like to work, how we mm-hmm. code stuff, like our programming styles are very aligned as well. And we pretty much want the exact same thing from the games industry, like the games we want to make, where we want to end up in the industry and stuff like that. Like everything is parallel pretty much. Mm-hmm. So we just like work really well together. It's like a machine, like well-oiled machine type thing. So yeah, it mm-hmm. works out. We'll see how this new one goes though. Well, I am super curious to yeah. find out, and fingers <laughs> are crossed. Of Here's course, some plans. I don't. I can, I don't want to talk about them yet. 
<gasps> to not like jinx stuff. No, I don't believe in jinxing, but like I want to talk about them once we actually start on those things. But we mm-hmm. have some plans and hopefully I'll be able to talk about them on this show in the coming months too. But for now, let's just start first. Um, and then we'll see where all that is. Yeah, guys. don't tell me. Otherwise, uh, the bad luck will follow us, right? So I don't think your bad luck could counteract my bad luck. I am <laughs> statistically unlucky. Like, it's proven now. <laughs> oh, damn. Yeah, it's... Yeah, uh, I mean, just, just you telling me that you feel sick after using the AC because it's the only thing that makes it bearable to stay within the heat. Uh, it's true, like, yeah. ouch. <laughs> Why? <laughs> <laughs> but, can't yeah. catch a freaking break <laughs> yeah. that's been life pretty much um, mm-hmm. chaos and everything you know you know uh, um, yeah. I gotta say um, since you taught me about this mm-hmm. I want to hold you accountable for actually playing a game this week which is the game do you have a game that you're actually looking forward to playing is there something you really want to do within this your week? vacation yes yeah. that's the thing what are you craving like- uh, I don't. I'm not craving anything. The problem is, so for a very long time, and this is, I guess, will tie us into directly to all the games that's been announced in the last month. But, um, uh, like for the longest time, I didn't really have a game that I was super hyped for. Um, mm-hmm. One reason is I've been super burned out of life in general, I guess, between work, my own game, and trying to play games in the meantime. Um, I didn't really have, feel that urge to, like, oh, I want to play this game, like, get back from work and just log in and play. Um, didn't really have that for a while, and I still don't in the games that I currently have. Um, however, I am hyped about so many games starting from september going through all the way of 2024 now i'm thinking like how am i gonna work yeah september is gonna be the month of bankruptcy for me as well like what the hell insane yeah i mean oh my god (laughs) just starfield and cyberpunk dlc what the fuck oh like at the beginning of September we have Starfield. At the end of September we have Cyberpunk Phantom Liberty. In between those we have like Alan Wake 2. We have the all the games that may or may not have a date from all the showcases like South of Midnight I think from Xbox Showcase I'm I was really interested in the 33 Immortals from Summer Game Fest with the multiple like co-op 33 person game. It's uh Ev out from Obsidian there is just uh, the cyberpunk game that I forgot the name of. Oh god, that's uh, one of my Phantom favorites. Liberty. No, no, no. Phantom Liberty. The oh, not the I cyberpunk, the but the cyberpunk themed game. Not I want to uh, say Narsil, but that's the sword from Lord of the Rings. It's not Narsil. <laughs> um, okay, PC gaming shows cyberpunk game. Maybe that'll bring it up. Nivalis. There we go. Um, Nivalis. Yeah, it's a gorgeous oh. looking like cyberpunk themed um how to explain this game i do it's wonder what game. it is yeah it's i haven't <laughs> heard nothing i mean I, I i love anything cyberpunk anyway so it is a is a setting so there's like hellblade 2 they said 2024 we finally have a vague date um, Okay. it's uh, there's so many things i don't know yeah <laughs> why don't we have time this is like the the eternal curse of game developers like 
you, you get to see all the amazing games that are coming out and be taunted by them, mm -hmm. but you never get time to actually play them. Yeah. Or if you do, you feel like, eh, I gotta do something <laughs> else. I'm not productive, or maybe I should sleep from time yeah. to time, you know. I really uh, wish, I really wish sometimes I, I say to myself, like, I wish I didn't have this extra passion to do something very specific as a game mm -hmm. developer. Because that's, like, then I wouldn't have to work on my own game. I would just be content with the job that I have, which, you know, do the job, get paid, and use your free time to actually play games, which is my favorite mm -hmm. thing to do. But now it's like, do the job, get paid, and then do your passion project. And then it's like, then when do I game? You know, when do I play the things? <laughs> when does that happen? Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I feel you. I don't know. It's a tough balance to maintain. But I, I feel like I'm not going to work too much on my game come September. I feel, I feel like that's just going to go into second <laughs> plan. I mean, uh, I, I saw you take quite some money into your hands for... Um... For the Starfield. Yeah, uh, so I am very against pre-orders. I am very outspoken against pre-orders. I have bought pretty much everything that can be bought for... Well, not every <laughs> everything. Everything that is limited edition. I've bought for Starfield uh, the second it hit the Bethesda store. I actually had, like, asked a... Uh, so a friend of mine is a community manager at Bethesda UK, and she, like, linked it as soon as the international store updated with the stock and i was like yep you bought it <laughs> uh, there goes my money yeah so 300 something euros yeah god and then another like 100 ish for the controller that's pretty much a conference that i could have gone to instead <laughs> of buying this like that's a reboot that's a reboot develop conference uh um, wow. But yeah, in a moment of weakness against all things Bethesda, which I really have, because they are one of the reasons I ended up a game developer, uh, thanks to Elder Scrolls Oblivion back in like 2006. Um, so yeah, it's it was a momentary lapse in judgment and a lot of cash that went away. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mean, you paid it now anyway, might as well enjoy. Yeah, oh, I'm like, gonna enjoy happy it. Happy about yeah. it. Like, I've been waiting for Starfield for a long time, so hopefully it'll be good. We'll see. Mm -hmm. um, Bethesda has a, like, hit and miss. Uh, and, like, it, Bethesda can go mm -hmm. full both ways. It, they either make these absolutely fantastic games, at least from my point of view, or it just doesn't appeal to me at all. Mm -hmm. So there's no in-between when it comes to Bethesda for me. Uh, so we'll see which side Starfield lands on. I feel like it's going to be a complete hit for me, but it could also be a complete miss. We shall see. Um, but yeah, well, I'm not... What I, is it I'm that's really like excited. tickling you about this game? Like, is it something you're looking forward to in particular? So I love uh, anything that involves space. Like I have the flight controllers. I played Elite Dangerous for like close to a thousand hours, I think. I played. I still play Star Citizen a lot um anything that involves space i really enjoy and i'm hoping starfield will have this nice balance between planetary explorations the new cities mm -hmm. and everything like that because some of the cities that they showed were very cyberpunky yeah i saw sort of like the trailer. yeah yes. so that really interests me 
And then there's the whole shipbuilding and space like battles and stuff like that. So I'm hoping it's going to have both an exploration side that I expect from Bethesda RPGs. Um, and also the, you know, it's going to scratch the itch of, okay, this is a nice space game too. Mm -hmm. uh, that's my expectation from it. And Bethesda's writing, I almost always love like the way they do lore the way they do stories the way they do dialogues um so if this is in line with the elder scrolls or fallout you know those massive franchises i'm mm -hmm. gonna enjoy it i think so but just the humor just the humor oh, alone the freaking ad adoring fan they put the, <laughs> the yeah the <laughs> Oh my god, that was lovely. I, I, I love that. <laughs> I love that Bethesda. That's one of my favorite things about Bethesda. They really double down on their own memes and their own like humor. And I really like mm -hmm. that about them. I don't know. I'm, you could say I'm a Bethesda fanboy. It's like... <laughs> before, That's fair. It's, it's like if you were to describe what who Arcanir is, like game developer, gamer, yeah, podcaster, Bethesda fanboy definitely has its own <laughs> bullet point in there. And I'm not ashamed I have oh, a huge portion of my life that were was spent in Bethesda games, so you know it is what it is. Uh, like. <laughs> fair enough. Why not? I mean, if it's inspiring to you and if it uh, creates content that you enjoy, yeah. I I totally uh, there's nothing against that. So yeah. I love that for you that this <laughs> game is happening. I'm worried about the whole exploration thing. I gotta say. I read that um, maybe you you know more about this, but I read that it has like a thousand planets that you can visit, yes, and so it scares so. me. <laughs> I, it feels like okay, but but how much of it is gonna be like relevant things, and how much is gonna be fluff and maybe like repetition of things? Yeah. But I'm not sure. From what it's I understand, just... um, like there will be planets where which are handcrafted with the cities and civilizations on it. Um, mm -hmm. Then there are going to be planets where, where there is life on them. And then there are going to be planets which are just like barren and inhabited and there's no life on them. And I imagine those will just be procedural generated planets that you go for resources, mining, stuff like that, probably. Um, so in an interview with, oh God, another podcast actually. I forgot the name, but Todd Howard mentioned ten. Only ten percent of planets will have life on them. That still makes like a hundred planets with life on them. Mm -hmm. um, and even if only ten of those have a civilization, like ten percent of those have a civilization on it, that would make ten planets with cities or population on it, which is still a massive amount. Um, so we'll see. Sure. I mean, I yeah. I hope it's like. I hope the handcrafted portions of it are big enough that the game doesn't feel super repetitive after a while. Mm -hmm. That's my concern too with it, but we'll see, I guess. In September. Yeah, it's <laughs> less than two... No, just over two months now. Like, uh -huh. September 6th, I think. So, yeah. Almost oh, there. God. Yeah, almost there. I'm currently in the process of... Um... I'm probably gonna get a new PC real soon, and um, since this one is pretty old and it's like good for the game development stuff that I have to do, 
it's it's too old for most games like mm-hmm. for example like cyberpunk i could absolutely forget that one oh um yeah now that the new pc is gonna <laughs> be in my new apartment i i just know it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be tough socializing for a while because i really i really miss this you know this childhood thing of just like closing your door mm-hmm. to your room and staying in there and playing games for hours on end. Yeah. Like, an entire weekend of just <laughs> gaming. I miss that so much. I miss it so much. And I cannot wait for that. I, I want that to happen real soon. Yeah, I definitely feel that. The last yeah. game I've lived that with was Cyberpunk, I think. Because huh. I was unemployed at the time, too. Well, I was self-employed because I was doing full-time like Twitch and podcast while trying to work on my game, which is the period of time mm-hmm. where I like the ADHD diagnosis and stuff like that. Anyway, um, I I wasn't I was technically unemployed, so two weeks straight, about sixteen hours a day, I just played Cyberpunk. I would sleep, wake up, Cyberpunk, sleep, wake up, Cyberpunk. <laughs> oh God, gosh. that was beautiful. I had missed that, so I'm hoping it to do that. Sounds glorious. With, yeah, I'm hoping to do that this September with like. Starfield, Cyberpunk, and then Avowed, and then Alan Wake 2. I don't know. It's it's going to keep going. Like, all, mm-hmm. all the way through 2024, we have so many amazing games. I don't... Every it's time true. I think about it, I'm like, what are we going to do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel you. And it's like... The new game, sure, but what about everything else that's like in my Steam library, for example, that I wanted to play since a while? Oh shit, that I haven't even bought yet because of the computer situation. Yeah. So, oh my goodness. <laughs> for example, I saw um, that this game was released, um, Park Beyond. Have you heard of it? Park Beyond. Bandai Namco. No. Park Beyond. No, I have not. Oh my goodness! Like as a kid, I, I one of my most nostalgic and most loved games that I used to play like days on end is um, Roller Coaster Tycoon Two. Ah! <laughs> oh. And then I saw that Park Beyond is in the making, and oh my goodness, it looks so pretty! And and I just love the idea of like working on a theme park and make it super <laughs> like make it just like customize it. Um, and, oh god, I want to have this game. Yeah. I heard this it unfortunately the... has some like game breaking bugs still, but oh. I mean, give the devs some more time and maybe, maybe it's gonna be fixed and then maybe, play yeah. it. I mean, I, I see like on our posters. Steam page there was a patch just yesterday, patch one. Ah, I see. So, I guess, yeah, I guess they're working on it. Mm-hmm. This That's is good. vibrant though. Oh my god, yes, That's super colorful. Yes. It does. Oh god, I want to build some cool <laughs> roller coasters and nice ice cream uh, parlors and oh, oh my god. I as a kid, I never got into roller coaster tycoon, but for some reason, I was hooked to zoo tycoon. Uh, yeah, I've I've heard like some friends of mine uh, were like really deep into that yeah. game. It's, oh, it was like you, the, do you like Tycoon games or was it just this one? That was the only one I liked. And over the years, I guess I lost like... Now I can't play them because they feel too idle. Like mm-hmm. my brain constantly goes for like, okay, something's gonna happen, you know? Keep it going, keep <laughs> it going, keep it going. Uh-huh. Um, so I don't play Tycoon games or like City Builders anymore because I get super like fast distracted. Um, mm. But yeah, I used to play them, but 
Yeah, I, I don't know what changed, but some something did. Oh wow, I, I'm scared that I might have the same realization once I try him again. Oh, um, maybe you might be right. It feels like maybe, maybe if 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 there's like not enough input real quick, maybe it's this moment where my brain is like, "Hey, let's check what's happening on my phone while this <laughs> like thing does its thing." But that would Could be, be sad. I don't want my brain to be fried <laughs> like this. I want to enjoy things again. I mean, for me, it could be the lack of time because I used to just have time, you know, as a kid, mm -hmm. I could just sit down and play for several hours without feeling guilty about it. So now it's like, okay, you know, I got back yes, from well. work. I have a couple hours of game time, maybe. So maybe it's like, I want more to happen in that two hours than because tycoon games, they take dedication, they take time. Right, mm -hmm. so maybe maybe it's that like lack of free time now that's changed. I don't know, uh, but yeah, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? What? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> yeah, sorry, no, no, good. Uh, yeah, the thing <laughs> is, I don't know what like new tycoon games would feel like. I just have like old ones in my head. I used mm. to find whatever it is that had to do with theme parks. I would play that <laughs> as a kid, but but then again, as a kid. Yeah, as you said, you have time, you have a different type of focus on things, and also um, maybe like lower expectations of what hmm. like content is supposed to give you. Maybe. So it's fun and exciting. And now, now it could feel different. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. Maybe I'll tell you after I played Park Beyond. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's let's see. <laughs> and actually, like, they, they even announced. A lot of people were super hyped about it. Um, City Skylines 2. City like, Skylines 2. Yeah, it's one of the most popular, like, city building tycoonish games, I think. I never played it myself, <laughs> but I have friends who are hooked on it. Mm -hmm. And they announced the second of it, and people were going insane that loved the first game. Or did they announce the third one? I don't know. Well, they, they announced the new one, basically. And uh, the idea and I, is just you build a city. And it needs to uh, work. So it's like similar to Tycoon, uh, where you build the roads, that you have to handle the traffic, you have to handle like a lot of things. Um, mm -hmm. Again, I never played it myself, so I don't know the details of it, but. Um, Fair enough. Yeah. And then, well, it's not a city builder per se, but Frostpunk 2 was announced. Again, some of my friends were going absolutely ballistic at that. Um, I also never played that too. It's a gorgeous game, Frostpunk. Like, Frostpunk. but it's just again a bit too idle for my taste. So, oh, yeah. oh, I've seen artworks actually. Yeah, it's a gorgeous game oh. for like for having this camera type. You know, just the not top down, but like a wide angle. You see the whole place type thing. It's a gorgeous looking game. I love the artwork. Mm. And I love the concept of like, oh, you know, this is not a post-apocalyptic wasteland or a nuclear. It's just frost. It's freezing. And I'm, especially during summer, I'm like, I don't know what the problem is in this game. I would live there. <laughs> <laughs> what are you guys complaining about? Yeah. I, I'm going to make a very, like copycat version of this called Heat Punk. This <laughs> Damn. Yeah. That would work too, and things just spontaneously go up in flames. <laughs> you just I mean, that, that's it. 
but then it does seem like a post-apocalyptic uh, like future yeah thing, honestly the story so. might involve nuclear something maybe it's a nuclear winter i don't know um yeah. <laughs> i said like it's not a nuclear post-apocalyptic something but maybe it is i, I didn't <laughs> maybe <laughs> surprise <laughs> Damn. Uh, i don't know is there anything else that you're like hyped that you've seen the announced or trailers off or stuff like that oh of course the star wars outlaws thing <gasps> oh my goodness the trailer was freaking amazing yeah that's actually the first ever star wars anything that i'm excited about me too i don't like I mean... star wars but that game looked real good like the, for the first time ever i'm interested in a star wars game and i yeah something. okay so what is it that caught you this time if you like do you don't you don't enjoy Star Wars at all, or just the well, games? Well, I mean, I and like I like listening about it from friends. I have some friends who are like super lore experts on it, and mm -hmm. sometimes they just like a topic comes up and they explain stuff to me for like two hours, and I, I enjoy listening it. Um, mm. The movies didn't really enjoy it. However, I really loved Mandalorian. Oh the yeah, series. that was absolutely great. And the Outlaw, the Star Wars Outlaw game, feels more like a Mandalorian theme setting mm -hmm. than the like the Star Wars movies. So I'm like, this looks fun, like a space, you know, space western type thing. So mm -hmm. it looks fun. I don't know. It does. I got super excited as well about that one. And you're right, it has this Mandalorian vibe. Mm. And honestly, it's one of my favorite like Star Wars content to ever be created. Yep. Um, except from uh, I don't know the Clone Wars series that I've been watching, and which is just mm. oh my goodness, I love when 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 you get to like understand a universe more, mm. or like a franchise, and it's been giving so much information that makes so much more sense than the movies. Oh. I don't know. Been is enjoying that the it very much. Is, uh, that's the animated series, right? It's one of the animated series. Right. Yes, exactly. I think I've um, seen clips of it. Is um. Oh, what was the Jedi's name? Ahsoka, I think. Mm -hmm. um, is that the one where she just jumps from like ship to ship and just destroys a bunch of? Um, yeah. Okay, I've I've seen clips of it. That's very well animated too. That looks interesting as well. Actually, maybe I should watch that. Maybe I mean, the the problem is the first few seasons they don't look as pretty. You really oh, gotta push okay. through those. <laughs> but um, once they have a significant significant extra amount of money, I don't know when the Disney thing happened. Like maybe maybe it was because of the Disney uh, oh. Disney buying them. Um, I'm maybe. not sure honestly, or maybe even it happened before. I'm not sure. Anyway, <laughs> uh, more money was suddenly pumped into the project, and you can just see like, how how amazing everything looks. The animation got super high quality. The textures look amazing, and usually it's whenever I watch it, I like have to stop and just look at the frames, and I'm like, oh my goodness, <laughs> look at this, this is amazing. You um, can see like the money in every frame. Yeah, oh, there exactly. You go. There, there goes seven million dollars in that frame, just flying over. <laughs> yes. Oops. Oh, it's done. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, that's that's good content. Anyway, um, <laughs> Star Wars Outlaws. I'm with you on that one. It looks like a beautiful game, and I'm I'm really excited for it. I don't think I've ever played like a Star Wars game. I've seen my sister play the uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, mm -hmm. and that one looked really fun, actually, uh, really nice. Um, See that like have 
inspired zero interested me i don't know like mm-hmm. it looks gorgeous but i look at it and i'm like yeah. mm, just you know lightsaber and stuff nah. <laughs> miss me with that one yeah that's so interesting considering that you're into space right but that's i guess it doesn't really that's the thing yeah. star wars never really felt like a space sci-fi it always felt more like a diplomatic Fantasy. thing yes it, it always felt like a diplomatic setting that mm. happens to take place in space rather than space being the main focus Mm-hmm. So it never really felt like, oh, you know, stuff is happening in space. It was more like, stuff is happening. Politics. Happens to be in space. like. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, I don't know. No, fair enough. And also, like, the, the contraptions, the whole things, they don't... They, they seem like magic, in a way. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's fantasy in mm-hmm. space. Yeah, true. Yeah, it's not space sci-fi, but more like space fantasy. That's actually mm-hmm. that's a good way to put it. In before we anger Star Wars fans, like, no, it's not. God, <laughs> how? No, you guys. <laughs> I'm sorry for the both of us. <laughs> no, um, but yeah, it was still a good game. But I guess mm. it's a matter of: is it? Are you interested in the gameplay? Are you interested in in the vibe? Yeah. And I get it. It's uh I mean compared to the games that you've you've mentioned earlier that are like space games, it does seem different. Does mm. have a different vibe. But the new trailer got you excited anyway. <laughs> so um that means a lot. Oh it is, it does, yeah. Mm-hmm. So are you excited for any other games? I'm trying to. Th- I wish I. I wish I had a full list of everything to look at in front of me. Um, that would be taunting to look at that list every day, yeah, and it just gets yeah. longer too. Like it's not gonna get shorter. I don't know. Like there were so many things. It's. But yeah, I think mainly you know Starfield, Cyberpunk, Nivalis, um, Thirty Three Immortals, Ev Out, Ellen Wake Two, Hellblade Two. Um. The, oh, the, the clockwork! Si- the clockwork! Something that looked like a Bioshock Infinite. That looked like a Bioshock game, but almost even thought like, "Oh, wait, is this gonna be like a Bioshock Infinite two or something?" But it wasn't. Um, hold on, Xbox Showcase. This one is just clockwork. called Clockwork. It was Clockwork something. Clockwork Revolution. There we go. Ah, okay. So more steampunky. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's nice. it looks very very nice. Like I love that setting a lot. Um, I loved Bioshock Infinite as well back in the day. So this Lovely. really has those vibes. So could be an interesting game as well. Hmm. Or creation. And then uh, why are why are gears just so so satisfying <laughs> to look at? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. But yeah, nice. there's there's just too much. I don't know. That's why I'm that's why I'm concerned. Like v- the drought of games that we experienced for the past few years, at least for me. Like I, there there were a lot of amazing games that were coming out the last few years. I just ha- didn't happen to be the target audience for a lot of them. Mm-hmm. I feel like they were just waiting for like waiting to pack everything into a single year, which is <laughs> gonna be interesting. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. It takes longer and longer to make games, so it's not surprising. Yeah, it's like five years, a, at least five years a game, which is insane. Like It is. 
I don't know. The Would you enjoy working on something for five years? I have not experienced that yet, so... Well, it depends on the game, I guess. Two years was enough for me to work on a single game, but that was a mobile game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wasn't even playing the game myself. Like, the only time I played the game was when my then lead was eventually like, dude, you gotta just... Like, I am giving you a task. You, you, you're gonna play five matches every day at work <laughs> and i'm like all right then i'll play instead <laughs> if it's a task I'll... <laughs> i guess yeah uh, but yeah two, two years with that was enough for me but it was something that i didn't like it was a job really like mm-hmm. no passion was involved in that game for me so five years on something that i really like like something that i'm passionate about i can see that five mm-hmm. years on something that i don't like I don't know. That's rough. That's rough. Yeah, it does sound rough too. Imagine mm. having to get up every morning and be like, "Ah, oh, four more years." <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure if you, if if like everyone involved knows that it's gonna take this amount of time. Maybe it would take longer if it was an actual like work environment where you where you, you're not forced to crunch, for example. Yeah, or, like, I suppose. Yeah, half-ass shit, <laughs> so it gets done in time. But still, like, imagine just. Knowing that it's gonna take so many more years. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why, but it feels scary to me. <laughs> or intimidating, yeah. I guess. Again, it's like, I feel like, for example, on Hellblade, I could mm-hmm. work years on Hellblade and probably would be really happy about it through and through because it's one of my favorite games. And to have my name under Hellblade would just be amazing. So I would be like, mm-hmm. every morning I'd be like, yep, Hellblade, let's go, freaking do it. Ah, <laughs> oh, you guys. Yeah. Oh, but then nice. working five years on, say, Call of Duty, that would be like, this is yeah, this is a job. I mean, I'll do it, I'll do it properly. Will I be super happy and passionate about it every morning? Nah, probably not after a year. <laughs> like first year, probably after that, I'll be like Call of Duty. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Yet again, ah, guns, ah, war, lovely. Yeah. And I used to love Call oh. of Duty too. Used to being the keyword. Mm-hmm. Why? Why don't you love it anymore? After like the twenty fifth Call of Duty, that got old. Like <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Like I was a huge uh, Call like of Duty fan, fan up until Black Ops including black ops but then it was like okay where do we stop like <laughs> there has to be an end mm-hmm. to this you would think so, right but i guess not I guess mm-hmm. there's always something new to bring out um but fair enough i mean <laughs> there's we're probably not the target audience oh yeah we're definitely yeah. not the target audience um I mean, there's but, a reason yeah, it's still one it. of the most popular games ever created so mm-hmm. who are who am i to judge yeah I wonder what it does to you working on something like that, like such a um, dark setting for such a long amount of time. Uh, like one of my my friends worked on this VR game, um, Everslot. I've told you about mm-hmm. it like some time before. Actually, we should get those guys on on, on the show. Yeah, we should. It'd be so cool. Anyway, <laughs> um, so uh, what he had to do for a while is um, take the characters that they had and um cut off the limbs and make like gory animations for them oh. like how the limbs get cut off when 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 you when you slice them mm-hmm. 
and had to do that for quite some time and obviously had to look at like reference kit oh, and stuff like to make it like good and and mm -hmm. And I wonder what that does to you if you have to do it for a prolonged amount of time. Like, it needs to be done. It needs yeah. to be good um, and or also like realistic, depending mm. on what the type of game is that you're working on. And then, oh my goodness. Yeah. I don't know if I would wake up with a smile every morning, to be honest. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I can see how that can take a toll on some people, right? definitely. I imagine some people will just be completely unbothered by it. But some really? people will also be really affected by like doing that for a prolonged period of time. Yeah, that's that's gonna be rough. I think so too. Or you just well, grow resistant to it over time. I don't know. Maybe maybe mm -hmm. after a while you're like, yeah, another severed I arm. Know. That's fine. Like, <laughs> ah, organs. Yeah. Oh, no. Bleeding. Which Whatever. which organ am I modeling today? <laughs> mm hmm. My goodness. <laughs> yeah. I mean, some, like, actors in interviews talk about how some roles, like, really get stuck with them and affect them for long periods of time. Especially when they play, like, a, I don't know, like, a sociopath or something like that. Um, mm -hmm. So maybe it's the same when you work on some, work on a game like that from a... Especially from an art perspective, because as you said, like you actually create it and then have to look references and stuff like that. I feel like from a programmer's perspective, that's not gonna. It's like if sword just split apart. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> you don't even see. It. Yeah, you get you don't get into contact with the actual yeah. like, gory details. I guess maybe just like but test you do have it, to test. test it, maybe. Yeah, maybe just mm -hmm. test it, but that's it. But to actually create it, yeah, it could be. That's interesting, actually. That's a that's a whole discussion topic on its own, right? Yeah, I think so too. It's honestly like like how do you leave that uh, <laughs> at work and like deal with your own shit later? Um, yeah, sounds tough, but you know, uh, if Activision was to give us jobs, I wouldn't complain. Like, oh yeah, yeah, maybe well, not Call of Duty. But... <laughs> I mean, honestly, <laughs> I'll work on Call of Duty for ten years if necessary, compared to what I'm doing right now. Um, wow, that's it's, a statement. Yeah. I mean, if it's between the job of, like, mobile versus mm -hmm. a job of making a Call of Duty game, I'll pick Call of Duty because that's still better than the alternative. Um, mm -hmm. And just because I don't enjoy it doesn't mean I'm not going to be good at it, which is, uh, for so long, I was very annoyed by it during interviews. People were like, are you passionate about mobile games? And I'm always like, no. <laughs> like I'm not. I don't play it. I'm. I don't like it. I don't enjoy making it. But I'm pretty goddamn good at my job. Like it's, oh, it's, the two are irrelevant. Some and some like people. Some companies are like, ah, oh, you know, we are looking for people you know who are really passionate about it. And I'm like, keep lying to yourself. If people are telling oh. you, like, if not <laughs> most of the engineers, programmers, whatever that you're gonna find who say, oh, I'm really passionate about what we are making here what you are making they're lying to you i mean it's like what some is might it be. specifically that makes it less appealing to you than like well a lot another of it is of just like it is gaming yes like i don't argue that it's not gaming because people are like it's a 
much bigger market than PC games. Mm -hmm. uh, PC, console, combined, it's insane. It's just not for me because it's... Mm. Like, the reason I enjoy games is the emotions that come with it. Whether it's, like, you get scared, whether if it makes you feel, like, sad, happy, humorous, just pure dopamine and everything like that. Like, there is always... Not always... But there's all there's most of the time either a story behind it, a feeling behind it. Like it's complete. I I don't know. Like it makes you feel a set of emotions depending on what the developers were going for. With mobile games, it's like, yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. like Candy Crush, it's just for that example. Target group. Mm -hmm. Candy Crush, insane game. The design that goes be behind it for it to be that profitable, it's insane. Like, mm -hmm. all those levels handcrafted to the point where you will, like, need to buy lies or where you will run out of moves to the exact point. Amazing work that goes behind it. It's insane. Like, probably, sure. probably a much more complex level design than some AAA games and stuff like that. It's crazy. But at the end of the day, you just, like match stuff and they explode and it's like it's just that forever mm -hmm, and you I'm missed like, the depth yeah and I'm like this doesn't make me feel anything I mean yeah once you do a massive combo for example like it's like the mm -hmm. entire screen explodes and it's like a momentary push of dopamine um, but then after that it's like oh again this again this again this again this I don't know so I don't More I don't enough. enjoy playing them and I don't enjoy I that's why I don't have passion towards making them. Mm -hmm. But, again, I'm very good at it. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Why do I have to be so skilled? Ugh. <laughs> I mean, but people really confuse, like, skill and having really loving to do something. It's like, it's a mm -hmm. job at the end of the day. Don't act like, you know, I need to be passionate about it to make a be really good at it it's a job you're Fair gonna enough. pay me for my time and i'm gonna sell you my time i mean that's how a job works just because we are in games industry doesn't mean we are gonna be super passionate and be like in love with everything we do that's gonna happen when i'm making my own stuff <laughs> when you get to be creative yeah yeah like that's that's mm. that's how that happens when i get to make decisions and create my own vision of things or if I'm already in love with what your vision is, which is the case with like games like Hellblade, Elder Scrolls series, some of the amazing indies that like Metal Hellsinger, mm -hmm. they can make me crunch and I would probably not notice it. <laughs> like, oh God. Yes, let's promote unhealthy working ethicals. Yes. I feel like they, I don't know, they are really, everyone I talked from the outsiders are really mm -hmm. cool people. So I feel like, they're not i don't know the interiors of course but it doesn't feel like it has a workplace like that but i probably nice. wouldn't notice it for the longest time is what i'm saying because i love yeah. that game like i mean eventually in the long run if it's always like that then the burnout is gonna hit and i'm gonna hate the game then yeah, it's gonna be like oh god unlikely. damn it <laughs> i hate this mm -hmm. but i do get the romantized romantization like, yeah yeah thinking about working on this one amazing project that feels like that inspired you when you played it too mm -hmm. right that's what, what what it seems like like you, you want to work on something that that would move you too 
if you were playing mm. it. Something that has depth. Um, I do get that. I absolutely get that. I, I wonder how hard it is to actually land something where you're this passionate about. Or is, is it more of a luck thing as well? I feel like um, it's going to be luck. It's like, going to be luck, yeah. most likely. Um, but yeah, I get you. I get you. And honestly, I, I was like, while we were talking, I was wondering, did, we, did I play like any mobile games, games that are... That re that have these requirements that you're looking for in games, and I I can't think of any. It's yeah. I don't even have any on my phone. Actually, I used to. <laughs> I mean, there I are some to, good but... ones like Survivor IO recently became a massive hit, and now everyone's trying to make a Survivor IO copy. Um, there course. are some obvious ports, um, like Dead Cells has a mobile port. Uh, for example, that would be. But it's a port, so I don't know how much of it that, that was actually mobile development. Monument Valley, those are gorgeous games as well, uh, available on mobile too. Wait, is Monument Valley only mobile or... Hold on. Monument Valley. Monument Valley. I've never okay, heard well, that, that before. brought up a park in Arizona. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Monument Valley iOS, yep. there we go. That's um, the one. So, like, which platforms are these available on? Let's see. Okay, so they are on Android, iOS, Microsoft Windows, and Windows Phone. So it's multi-platform, but it's also mobile, and it's a very nice, like, puzzle game, and it's gorgeous. Uh, there is Gris, I believe, also mobile. So there are some mobile games um, that are really great, but they are... They tend to be multi-platform, like they're available on console, PC, mm -hmm. and mobile. Uh, so I don't, I don't consider them mobile games. I consider them actual, like proper. And not to say that mobile games are not proper, but like from my perspective, um, like my type of games that happen to be ported to mobile as well, mm -hmm. not hyper casual. Not hyper-casual, casual, mid-core, all of it, really, in mobile. Like, mm -hmm. I, I worked on pretty much almost all of those um, in mobile, and I don't like any of them. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> there are some great... Well, Odmar from Turkey, for example, is an award-winning platformer game for iOS, and I guess mm -hmm. Android as well, and they came out on Switch and Steam too, I think, but it was like a mobile first game, as far as I know. See, that was a game that I would have enjoyed working on, for example, but that had mm -hmm. a story, it was a platformer, it had gorgeous art, like, absolutely gorgeous art. Um, but yeah, those are very scarce like in mm -hmm. the mobile market so yeah maybe it's also the fact that i mean i don't know what your usual habits are like of how much you are on your phone but if you sit uh in front of your computer anyway mm -hmm. why settle for something that doesn't really tickle your fancy on your exactly. phone yeah you could yeah. stare at your like <laughs> screen and actually play something you know yeah, it has the type of depth that you're looking for. Mm. I mean, again, it's like people. There, there are people who love it. I mean, the game I worked oh, sure. on, that was like a, uh, it was a multiplayer like soccer thing, um, uh, called Headball Two, online Headball Two, uh, mm -hmm. and that had like over a million daily active users, and people were spending mm. insane money on it, crazy. 
like some people were dropping thousands of dollars on that game literally oh my god thousands of dollars and like for what i don't know Seriously. i never understood it okay okay, okay. Fair enough, fair like, enough. that's the thing but it was super competitive Shit. and people were spending hours on it at like a day sometimes it's mm -hmm. it was insane and i never understood it that's why my lead was like dude you gotta like play five matches a day from now on that's like that's a task you're gonna do it um i it just never captured me i don't know but mm -hmm. from people's like is was that not a good game i could never say that because it was it had higher retention higher session times higher play times higher monetization than some like three play games out there so Mm -hmm. like how can you argue that it's a, oh it's a shit game or it's you know oh, it's a mobile it doesn't count as a game you can't say that because it was making bank yeah. and it was people were playing <laughs> for sure. it for hours like so but Damn. from my perspective never enjoyed it i don't know mm -hmm. and that's well, pretty much most mobile games for me like they bring in like people play them like crazy but it has uh -huh. its own target audience that I'm definitely not a part of. Yeah, my mom, for example. Oh my goodness, yeah, she same, yeah. grinds on that on those games. It's <laughs> incredible. Like you're having a conversation with her, and you can hear like the cute little sounds of whatever game it is that she's like engaged in right now. Oh my goodness. Actually, I do remember one mobile game game that I played, and I I was really addicted to it for a while. And I feel really ashamed admitting it, but it was honestly <laughs> a really fun game. Um, during the pandemic, when like the whole socializing with people thing didn't work out, um, I saw a lot of advertisements for this dating sim <laughs> called Lovelink. And the concept is that it looks like Tinder. So you, okay. you can swipe like 2D uh, hand-drawn characters. Mm -hmm. And then get to know them in chat. Oh my there you god. Go. <laughs> was it like a visual novel style thing? Yeah, oh, basically. <laughs> I guess that's, just, those are very yeah. mobile friendly though. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Oh my goodness, that was so addictive. <laughs> I, and I was act that was the first mobile game where I actually spent money. Because uh, you you only had you can only choose like specific dialogue options sometimes mm. when you spend gems and and I was like no oh. I'm not gonna spend money on this shit on this fictional 2D man um, <laughs> but then I did because oh my goodness it was so interesting the stories were interesting and I wanted to know more about the characters and and I got sucked into this whole stupid dating sim oh my goodness so uh <laughs> never mind i do remember a mobile game that go. really caught my attention <laughs> and it made you games. spend money as well see that's the it did that's the magic of mobile monetization somehow yeah. it works look at my brain i was already pushing that into the back of my <laughs> my 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 memory it's like let's forget about that chapter yeah yeah i don't want to shame anyone playing dating sims they're fun but yeah. Uh, yeah it was i mean again still, it's um, like it's a game there is there's a target audience for everything out there oh right? for sure like, it doesn't it's it's the one thing so there's a there's this um the gamer group gamer trademarked uh <laughs> the toxic group of people in the gaming community who are like oh mobile gamers are not real gamers or people who play these games are not real gamers my dude it's not like it doesn't work like that if you are playing a game that's it you are playing a mm -hmm. game doesn't matter if you like that game or not doesn't matter if it's 
consider the game from your standards, it doesn't matter. Like, as much as mm -hmm. you love Call of Duty, Candy Crush is bringing more money than Call of Duty, bringing more playtime than Call of Duty. And there's a reason they merged with... Was that Activision King? Was that King who made Candy Crush or Supercell? I can't remember now. I don't um, know, but I think they have headquarters in Berlin. Or like quarters. Uh, oh yeah, Candy Crush. Yeah, King. And it's Activision mm. Blizzard, parent organization. So there's a reason they oh, bought God. it. Like, yeah. So yeah, it speaks that's for why itself. it's called ABK now. Activision Blizzard King. Damn. So it's part of it. So like, on one side, you have the Warcraft franchise. On the other side, you have the Call of Duty franchise. Mm -hmm. And in that same organization, you have Candy Crush franchise. And that's for a reason. I mean... It's a game. It's super Hell, interesting that you mentioned that, actually. Like, I feel like I had a lot of contact to people like that, that, like, gate kept gaming. Mm -hmm. And I was on the other end of the spectrum. I, I used to play like, games all the freaking time, my entire childhood, my teenage years. They just weren't the type of games that gamers would call games. Mm -hmm. Like, this is a real game. You're not a gamer <laughs> if you don't play. Uh, I don't know what it was back then, um, like Assassin's Creed, like the, like right, the gamers yeah. in my school, like high school, enjoyed. And if I didn't play that, I'm not a gamer. And, and I was like, yeah, I guess that's true. I guess you people are right. But meanwhile, playing uh, Roller Coaster Tycoon, Sims games, <laughs> like all the freaking Disney games that I could find as a kid. And like, like so many freaking games, but because it's not this one particular genre mm. that people uh, like chose to call the the gaming genre yeah. uh, i didn't feel part of the community in a way mm -hmm. how dare so. you not stab or shoot people damn it <laughs> <laughs> exactly you are only a yeah. gamer if you have murderous intent <laughs> oh shit yeah well <laughs> damn it i mean it depends yeah, on I the mean, game yeah i mean even doom has a mobile me. version now like Bethesda released. Oh damn! Yeah, the, there there is a Doom game on mobile, and it's actually really fun as well. Like, see that I would love to work on. Like, my it's called huh. Mighty Doom, and I don't know if my phone is gonna capture, like, if the camera is gonna capture it. But literally, mobile game by Bethesda, and it's like, it's oh, a roguelike. Oh, look at that! Or roguelite. Well, it's actually another game, sort of like copy. Don't. Be mad at me, better stuff for saying this, but there's a game called Archero, and it was like a massive. Oh, there's an update, so I can't show it now. Um, but like, it was a massive hit, um, mm -hmm. and it's pretty much plays exactly the same as that. Uh, but it's like it's a roguelite Doom game on mobile. It's a lot more cartoonish than actual Doom, so it's like it doesn't feel as gory. It's a bit more silly feeling to it, which is also fun. Like it's mm -hmm. very humorous. But yeah, it's a full on, you fight things, like it's arena, you pass levels. Um, you play with just a single input, which is your joystick, like virtual joystick. Uh, you play mm. with your thumb, uh, kill things, go to the next arena, kill things, go to the next arena until you die. A true you game. Die. Yeah, you die, you upgrade yourself, you start over. It's, it's a pretty decent roguelite. It's a Doom game. It's from Bethesda. It's on mobile. And uh -huh. there you go. So they're like, there's a huge, and with the phones getting more and more powerful, I guess this is going to keep evolving as well. Like we are going to get games which would be on like Switch or Steam Deck or that new Asus device, but on mobile. And then that's going to 
really like probably transform mobile gaming as well to a degree but the mobile yeah. games that are more casual like candy crush whatever is forever because they have their own specific target audience so it's true i feel like they also are easier to get into without yeah. having yeah. this like, specific gaming literacy like mm. understanding uh more complex games so it will always be easier for people to get in there and was actually try them out. Who mentioned it? A video from a YouTuber or video series from a YouTuber who plays games with his mom. Like the mom mm. is playing games for the first time. Or was that on Isn't a it? I think Rami plays games with his mom. And no, no, no. This is a specific it, YouTuber. She does. Okay, no. In that case, and I don't know. It's like, so someone mentioned it as a... Maybe it was during Rubit. I don't know. Someone mentioned it to me from the games industry. I just don't remember who now. Um, and I don't remember the name, but maybe if you just like Google playing games with mom for the first time or something like that, it will show up. I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, but there's a YouTuber who plays um, games and the mom is playing games for the first time. And it, it's they mentioned it as a really good source to like see how games are for people who are playing them for the first time how games mm -hmm. we play basically and because we are well accustomed to the game's language because it has its own linguistics exactly like we see a don't go here uh like sign and it's like yep i know where to go now don't go there mm -hmm. but apparently like with stuff like that she like doesn't go there because it's a don't go there Right? Mm -hmm. For everyone who are accustomed to games, that's like go there. I mean it's like mm -hmm. obvious. But for <laughs> someone who plays Yeah, for someone who plays games for the first time, they don't pick up on these signs at all. Like if something yeah. is slightly different colored, we know that's an interactable. Mm -hmm. They don't. So it's like yeah. there is this massive barrier that we don't even realize to getting into games for the first time for a lot of people. Um, and it's actually, like, inaccessible at a core level, not based on, like, disabilities or anything like that, but simply because the games have its own linguistics that mm -hmm. people don't know of. That's true. And, and just... it just starts with, like, people holding a controller. Have you seen mm -hmm. someone hold a controller that's never actually played with it? Oh, yeah. yeah. They don't know <laughs> what to do with it. You tell them, oh, you have to press these buttons. They don't have a, like, feeling of, like... Mm -hmm which type of button it's going to be it feels entirely alien to them because as you said they don't have this literacy they don't yeah. they don't understand like the gaming language um it's uh i i i remember um i, I might have told you this but i bought a raspberry pi a few years back oh, okay. and made it a, a retro console emulator Oh, <laughs> um, and gifted it to my dad, and my my dad like, he used to play some video games with us when we were child when we were children, and um, other than that was arcade games for him mm -hmm. uh, in his teenage years when he was younger. Um, so I gave him the controller and started some of these games, and I was convinced that it was gonna be him not knowing what to do because it's been such a long time. But since he had held controllers back in the day mm. he already saw that, that that he was he was he was getting into it really quickly yeah. he understood the concept of i have to push these buttons oh okay these are the the um oh my goodness um uh, how do you call them the the thingies um, triggers 
the, the triggers no the joysticks <laughs> I'm, oh my goodness i couldn't think of that word uh he, he used he used the joysticks um intuitively to like move the camera for example mm. um it just it was just amazing to see that he he had contact with this language mm. and therefore could get into the games more easily uh than if he had never ever touched them before mm. um Lovely, lovely to see, honestly, yeah. and I can only recommend that it was it was so joyful to look <laughs> at him like playing his really old games, like old arcade games. Oh my goodness, yeah, yeah that was great. Oh, yeah, that's the thing. Um, like mobile games, uh, c cover for in the gaming industry. Like they 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 have their own target audience, and they don't have most of them don't have that problem of gaming linguistics. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm gonna start calling it gaming linguistics, and I have no idea if it's actually called that. But from now on, it is for me. It's like, <laughs> um, but yeah, I know it's in like, university I learned I learn it's literacy, but I would say oh, literacy. Yeah, that makes sense too. Yeah, literacy still makes sense. Yeah. Like it's understandable as long as people understand what I mean. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, the I'm most, sure they do. Most of those like hyper casual, casual whatever mobile games they don't have that problem because it's usually just one thing that you need to learn and that's it one thing one mechanic one input mm -hmm. and you immediately understanding there's almost no onboarding no need for a tutorial it's just everything is like there so a kid who has like their father's or mother's phone at hand or someone who's playing a game for the first time someone who has a smartphone for the first time anyone could just like open it, understand it, and play it, mm -hmm. and hence the massive audience that they have. Uh, yeah. But that I don't sense. enjoy making them. <laughs> Long story <laughs> short, yeah, it's like, they are valid, I don't like it. <laughs> to wrap it up. <laughs> but I'm really good at making them. Yeah, unfortunately, well, yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. I mean, unfortunately, I like, other than the fact that what's fun about them, I really understand like what should be made about them in terms of like UI, UX, onboarding. I understand all of those parts too. The one thing I haven't been able to figure out is why people play them. It's because that <laughs> that's a personal thing. That's a preference. And I'm not a game designer. Uh -huh. So like my game designer friends understand they because they do, they actually have to, to actually make the game. But I'm like, just tell me what to do. Sometimes I come up with ideas and they like it. Other times... It's like, yeah, I've I've no clue. Just tell me what to do, <laughs> and I'll do it. I'll 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 create it. I'll make it optimize. I'll make it look nice. But I have no idea, oh, like, what I'm supposed to do. Now. Imagine yeah. working on a mobile game for five years. How would that feel? Uh yeah. Unless it's like one of those games that I mentioned, which feel like they are just like games that I would like, but on mobile. Oof. Yeah, I don't. Hell, <laughs> son. Yeah. yeah, like uh, at least well, with mobile games, there's a bit more. Or something, so. Yeah, <laughs> with with mobile games, there's a bit more a huge process of like prototyping. So you end up mm -hmm. working on multiple things unless something becomes a huge hit and has a lifetime value of like five years, which is very rare. But like, yeah, in the like Candy Crush, how long has it been out? I feel like as long as smartphones were out there candy crush was mm -hmm. out there and i imagine there are people who were working on it from start to now and that must be like a decade and i'm like oof that's yeah. rough. 
Like that's a really long time. I saw a video a few weeks back of the creators of um um Fruit Ninja. Oh. And that was extremely interesting actually. I have to share that one with you. Yeah. Um do so. But they they described this specifically this process of prototyping and prototyping and trying mm -hmm. hundreds of different mechanics. Which one is going to be the catchy one? How do we use the screen as a mechanic, right? How can we how can we make something gets juicy mm. ha, they quite literally <laughs> did um that was very interesting to see actually but um yeah see i i get that it, need, it needs to be something that you're passionate about too mm. for it to feel fun yeah fruit ninja times were great too for mobile games because everyone was trying something different because smart mm -hmm. smartphones were new it was a whole new way to interact with mobile devices uh, and everyone was trying to utilize a different way of, you know, exploiting that new way of mm -hmm. interacting with the phone. As soon as major hits started becoming a thing, like Candy Crush, like, I don't know, was, people started to, like... Doodle jump, um, because, what else was happening that time? Like, basically everyone, wants, everyone started to try and make those. Mm. And that started Lappy to bird. cut down variety of mobile gaming, in my opinion. And people mm -hmm. started to cut off their creativity in favor of taking a you know piece of the pie that is billions of dollars of mobile gaming market. And it was like match trees everywhere, merge games everywhere, hyper casual mm. whatever games everywhere, or like copies of everything and everything and everything and everything. Then it became like even worse in my opinion. But the first time, like the first few years of smartphones becoming a thing, oh, see that was that was a fun time. That was definitely a it fun was. time, like because people were really going for all sorts of weird stuff. Yeah. Oh my goodness, that was a good time. Mm -hmm. I, I had like um iPod Touch as a oh, as a yeah. kid. The OG. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. That was just uh, that honestly I think that was a time where I really played a lot of mobile games mm. because there was so much fun. There was so much stuff to play. Um but probably still not like oversaturated. Yeah. Um, so that you you don't even know where to look for something <laughs> new because it's like you get you get um just overwhelmed. With all, all the supply. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, back then, if you were to look at top 10 on iOS, like, Apple Store or Google Play, whatever, you would probably see 10 completely different games. Now, mm -hmm. if you look at top 100, hell, top 200, you will see so many games that look almost identical. So, that's that's how it ended up being, unfortunately. But, yeah, it is what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> Good thing you're going to start at a new company soon. Yeah. It's for we'll new see. things. We'll see where we are going to go direction-wise with that. It's Again, have plans. We'll see if those plans, how those plans will go. <laughs> All this teasing. I cannot it's, wait. Yeah. <laughs> I, I cannot wait either. It's teasing to me too, really. Uh -huh. <laughs> like, I know what I'm getting myself into, but I also know what my plans are with it, so... Mm. we'll see we'll see where we go it remains surprise. <laughs> oh my goodness I, I i start i really want to focus on our conversation but because one one single sun ray hit germany <laughs> everyone started like simultaneously mowing their lawns right now i can oh hear really <laughs> i can hear them everywhere 
Oh my goodness. The mic is not picking them up though, which is good. Oh, yeah. look at that. That's good to know. Otherwise, you would get time. the German neighborhood experience right now. <laughs> Everyone mowing their freaking lawn at the <laughs> same time. It's going to start smelling like barbecue real soon. Oh, That's like usually there's a correlation <laughs> uh, in summer. I mean, freshly mowed grass also is a very nice like smell. So, Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But we the should... sounds... Yeah, we should probably wrap up though. That's a good. That's that's Germany telling us. Oh, hey, you are over one hour again. So <laughs> look at you. <laughs> I don't even know what to name this episode now. It's we've talked mm. about like just I don't know casual banter maybe like. Yeah, yeah, I would call it that. Or like um, the gaming habits of game devs, something like that maybe. Yeah, just just letting our brains, uh, you know, yeah. do the ADHD thing uh, wherever <laughs> it. They're gonna take us. We're gonna land there. Yeah. Or what and devs? What well. game devs play? Maybe. Oh yeah. Gaming fair enough, and fair games industry. But we talked but about all sorts would, of things. I don't know. It's true. I think if you would narrow it down to what game devs play, I would feel like, wait, wait, I haven't even opened that chapter yet. We have to talk <laughs> about that in depth. I want to tell you about all the games I love. Yeah. In uh, that. Uh, hold on. We'll figure something out. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Yeah, you yeah. guys will see it once it's done <laughs> and be like, nah, that didn't really fit. But, you know, mm -hmm. uh, good effort, I yeah, guess. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> it's just going to be a long episode description. It's going to be like a full paragraph of we did this and this and this and talked about this and this and this. I don't know. We'll, we'll figure, yeah. We'll figure yeah. Something. Sounds accurate. Yeah. And I was going <laughs> to launch up our like social media properly as well, which I because of the errands i didn't get to but maybe this week actually it might be like i should tweet stuff like all these games are being announced what have you played or what are you most looking forward to and stuff like Ooh. that i should have done that nice. when the when the first showcases hit well better late than never i guess yeah it's episode, fine yeah. don't worry about it so. you got thing, <laughs> things that are happening i got things that are happening yeah uh don't worry about it <laughs> so yeah uh, I'm glad we we had some banter today. Yeah, it felt yeah. good. <laughs> anyway, so uh, I guess we should wrap up and do the outro. But before we do, where can people find you? What you do? And any final thoughts? Yeah, you can find me and my friends at Spoonful.games, um, where we post updates about our game Adventures Advocate. Uh, we're now on TikTok as well. You can see me do cringy. TikTok things definitely follow um, awesome. that people because it's fun. It's <laughs> oh, I like. <laughs> Thank <those>. you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's also spoonful games there, um, doing silly things. <laughs> and other than that, um, I'm on Instagram. You can find me under Nikki underscore Alexa. I usually don't post things, but I might change it soon. Um, maybe upload <laughs> some of the things I've worked on, or maybe just cringy things. I'm not sure yet, but. Yes, that's where you can find me in general. All right, there you go, folks. And for me, I am Arkanir everywhere, A-R-K-H-A-N-I-A-R. It's a made-up name, so if you see it, it should be me. And my identi identity crisis, as we discussed last episode, still continues <laughs> with that. So, um, yeah, Arkanir everywhere. Um, and as for the show, you can follow everything we do over at notabugpodcast.com. There you can find links to all of our social media and content. You can also consider leaving us a five-star review on iTunes so people know that we are a real podcast, that we say real words, and sometimes it matters. Thank you all so very much for joining us on this episode of Not About Game Dev Explored, and we will see you all next time. Bye, everyone. Bye.